Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Look, uh, I'd like to wish you all, I hope you all had a great day today, but I know you didn't unless you're really short this market, uh, which is probably not most people listening to this because we all have exposure to the market in one way or the other, right? We either own stocks, we own cryptocurrencies, we own real estate, homes. Right now, everything is being hit. This is a liquidity sell-off, it's a liquidity event. And I'm not saying it's going to get horrible. It already feels kind of horrible, doesn't it? What I'm saying is that the risks are there because beginning with the quantitative easing in 2008, our financial engineers, our financial masters of the universe, central banks themselves, following in the footsteps of, of Japan, they started doing it some seven, eight years earlier. But in 2008, they used the um, opportunity of the housing crash and financial crisis to launch quantitative easing. And from that point forward, they have owned and controlled the, the financial markets, all of them. So when the Federal Reserve pulls away, pulls their liquidity away, which they're doing now by ceasing quantitative easing and by starting quantitative tightening, which, by the way, doesn't start till next month. We're going through all of this without quantitative uh, tightening. Even Stephen sold a penny of their $9 trillion in government debt that they bought over the years. I haven't sold a penny, and we've already seen this kind of a dislocation in the markets. This system that we have now is our system. And if central banks aren't going to participate and be buyers, like I'm talking about nonstop quantitative easing, like Japan, like they've done for, you know, since 2001. What we're seeing right now is the end result because it will only get worse the further we go down this road. And it's, 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 it's a conversation that we have to have, I believe, that serious people in this country should have and it's not taking place. You know, this should be 24-7 conversation on CNBC and Bloomberg and Fox Business and all the major news channels. Because, folks, I'm going to repeat. Without the financial engineering, the financial support of our markets, we're getting a snapshot of what happens when they pull away. Yeah, they can blame Russia. They can blame inflation. They caused inflation. They can blame whatever they want to. But this is the snapshot we're getting. There's a lot of doom and gloom out there. And by the way, that's what you need for a bottom, okay? I'm hearing a lot of talk today, for, really for the first time today, about I'm, hearing, I'm sensing real panic in people's voice and the stories that are breaking. I'm going to cover some of that today. The, 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 the Coinbase story, if you saw the, the Coinbase, the, the cryptocurrency wallet Coinbase, biggest out there. Uh, a news broke today on that, that customers' assets may not be protected in the event of a Coinbase bankruptcy. Yeah, you heard, you heard it right. Believe me, I had to read the headline a few times too and read the story. It was an SEC filing by the CEO of Coinbase who did a, a Twitter thread on it to try to explain it to people. But the reality is, as he says, this has not been tested. We don't know what the bankruptcy courts could, could decide here if we do go into bankruptcy. And now we're hearing stable coins that have blown up. So a lot of drama is coming from the cryptocurrency space. And by the way, that's one of the real problems that a lot of people, myself, and I've talked about this now for years, it's one of the real problems that people that believe in actual, right, actual money, gold and silver, 
always had a problem with cryptocurrencies because if it gets too big, that creates a whole other uh, uh, set of problems because now you have all these people, good people, investors, you and me, mom, moms and pops, business owners, that really could never explain to you what a cryptocurrency is. They, they can explain what gold and silver is because they can hold it in their hands. They can put it in their safe. They can bury it in their yard. 99.9999% of the investors in cryptocurrencies can't explain them properly to you because there's really no one that can. No one knows who created them. Now, some of the others, of course, cryptocurrencies, uh, Bitcoin, no one knows who created it. That should be a problem. And it always, for, again, a lot of us have said this, this, is, a, this, this is a problem. I, I'm, I'm an early buyer of, of, of Bitcoin. But that also means you get to be a critic. Because that's how you get to the truth. Anyway, the, the point I'm making here is that because of the size of the cryptocurrency market, money has been siphoned off from what would have been in gold and silver. Right? Think about all the ads that they've run. You know, we are... We're, we're, we're the new gold and silver. We're better. We're the real inflation hedge. We're the real sto store of value. Well, Bitcoin's not much of a store of, va store of value as it breaks 30000 today. As I started this podcast, 29136 Key support level there, by the way, is just, just under here, 28900 20, We're there now. But again, if Coinbase is saying... In the event of bankruptcy, we can't tell you that our customers' assets are secure. If that is a risk, then this is going to reverberate throughout the space. It already is. It already is. That's why uh, Bitcoin's down 6% today, at least a big part of it. Technical damage, of course, the other part. But look, we, I've been saying this now since, uh, since 58000 in Bitcoin when I sold 95% of mine. I talked about this here. The problem that I have with Bitcoin there, and by the way, it's a great, great lead-in to the stock market today. The problem I had then is the same problem I have now, but in a different way. Back then with Bitcoin, I could not find anyone that was bearish on it. Any, and there were no insiders, none of the key players that were bearish. They're all bullish. I'm a lifelong, lifelong contrarian. That's the problem for me. If you're a real contrarian, if everybody says one thing, you can't agree with them. It's not possible to agree with, with everybody else. That's the definition of a contrarian. That just says, you know what? If 99% of the people are saying this, I can't believe that. That is an accident waiting to happen. And it has happened in Bitcoin. Down to 58, 59%. Was it in six months? Now, I happen to be a long-term believer in Bitcoin. And I think at like, I don't know, 18, 19,000. If it does break here, which is probably where we're heading, I'll be a buyer. But the, let's now transition to talk about the market. Because everybody is bearish now in the market. I can't, can you find anybody that's bullish? Can you find anybody that's bullish? Everyone's bearish now, right? So this is the flip side of the coin. If everybody's bearish, how can I be bearish? And I think, look, the market, we have not had capitulation. This is something that's needed. But we're getting to the point now on the VR investing system, we've reached extreme oversold levels. And yeah, they could, they could stretch a little further than they have in the past. 
But we're now getting to those levels where you go, okay, we are very close to a bear market rally and maybe a really good one. And then because you can't find anybody that's bullish, again, now you're, you're starting to go, okay, as a contrarian, that means I've got to be bullish, at least for, for, for a short time. But I will tell you, the action today was not good. Uh, you know, we had the CPI data today. Uh, it was worse than expected. Uh, CPI for April came in at 8.3%. It was expected to be 8.1%. Maybe, the, the, maybe one of the, maybe not, I don't say bigger, but one of the real key, uh, problems with this report is what we also learned was that wage inflation has really eaten into the pocketbooks of earners. So average hourly earnings have now fall, uh, over year over year have now fallen 2.6%. So those gains that we had from, you know, we'd say, you know, yeah, we, we have higher inflation, but you know what? Incomes are rising. So it, it kind of, it, it's a wash or maybe even the consumer's winning. That, that doesn't appear to be the case anymore, at least based on this data from April. And not to get into politics here, but this has to be talked about in my opinion. Joe Biden, the embarrassment that he is to this country as a fully installed puppet president by our intelligence agencies, the CIA namely. That's a conversation for another time. But I would, I, would, I would point you toward Glenn Greenwald, who broke the Ed Snowden story, who has been saying that the CIA is responsible for at least some degree of the rigging that happened to, to you know, I would imagine it's almost all of it, because clearly Biden did not win the presidency. But for Biden to come out yesterday and say he, he can blame Putin or ultra MAGA. Now, he's, ultra MAGA is who, that's what they're calling us now. If you're a patriot, you're not only a ultra MAGA and a risk of a, being a terrorist, you love your country, but you're also responsible for inflation. I'm not sure he really, he really explained that one very well, but apparently that's our fault as well. I'll just make this point. There's without question the science has been settled. No, I'm not talking about climate change. I'm not talking about Rona. I'm not talking about the jabs. We're witnessing intentional destruction from Team Biden and their communist World Economic Forum goons. This is intentional. It'd be nice to have some elected officials in D.C. spend some time talking about this, looking into this, rather than sending all of our money to criminal billionaire oligarchs in the UK, in, in Ukraine, excuse me. But again, we're reaching extreme oversold levels. We are set for a bear market rally. There's, again, start, the feeling of panic is beginning to spread. Dow Jones down 326 today, down 1%. Uh, S&P 100 down 1.6%. NASDAQ led the way lower, down 3%. Again, it led the way higher yesterday along the semis. Today, just the opposite. Russ 2000 down 2.5%. After making a nice comeback yesterday as well. For the year, excuse me, from the highs. As of the close today, the SP of 100 is now down 18%. Official bear markets, 20%. We're there, almost there. We said there was a magnet. If you've been listening to us, we said there's a magnet on the SP of 100 and the Dow Jones to, to minus 20%. Because NASDAQ leads, it got there first. NASDAQ, by the way. Now down 30% from its highs. Bear market times 50%. NASDAQ leads. Semis are down by the same percent. Semis actually down a little bit more than NASDAQ. 
we'll call it 31, 30, 32%. So we have a ways to go here. But again, everybody is bearish. I do think this market is set for a bear market rally. It just is. We'll get the producer price uh, index tomorrow, the PPI, and see if we can uh, get a rally going. We tried to rally today, just never could do it. But here's something that's interesting, I think. No, I, I, I don't think I know it is. Even with this hot inflation data today, the 10-year yield fell to 2.92%. Remember, it had just been 3.1%. So hot inflation data, but... You get non-confirmation in 10-year yields. That's interesting. Back that up with, today the VIX, you think with these kind of losses, you know, 1% plus, right? 3% NASDAQ. You would think the volatility index, the VIX, would soar. It did what it did yesterday. It fell. Today, VIX down 1.3%, back to 32.5. It hasn't fallen much, but again, it didn't, it didn't go up today. Yields did not go up today. This is what, you know, again, uh, te te technical traders start looking at going, okay, that, that could well mean that the smart money is saying, take off the hedges on the VIX, sell your shorts, sell your treasury shorts, because it's time to go in the other direction. At least if nothing else for a trade. But are the lows in, folks? No. Um, not, not with that. At least two things have to happen, in my opinion, for the lows to be in place. We need capitulation, which gives us a firm bottom. Or we can rally from here and then come back and have a double bottom. I believe one of those two things is required. I think most people, most technicians, most old school market watchers like me would agree with what I just said. Capitulation and or a double bottom is going to be required. Also of note, Tyler gave me some good stuff today here. 86% of NASDAQ is below its 200 moving average. It's a big number. 71% of SP500 is below its 200 moving average. To give you some context, at the height of uh, coronavirus insanity, uh, week of March 2020, the SP500 only had 3% of all stocks above the 200 moving average. So we're, we're, at, we're at 70, 71% now. So, yeah, could get a lot worse. Doesn't have to. That was a complete meltdown. You know, remember, we had two, two out of three days during that last week of Rona uh, insanity. Two, two out of three days were down 10%. Two out of three days down 10% or more. I mean, I, I just, uh, it, it seems like a dream now. It's so long ago, but uh, that, was, that was a wild week, especially that last week. Okay, what else today? Uh, yeah, we're looking for, we are looking for a bear market rally. I'll tell you that Ed Hyman, who's the uh, 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 top guy, economist at Evercore, we talk about him a lot because he's a man. He's been probably the best economist on Wall Street for 50 years. And what I like about Ed Hyman is that if the data changes, he changes. That's what you want out of a real market watcher and an economist. You know, not someone that's going to uh, give you the company line of the Federal Reserve. They're going to tell you what's what. He is not looking for a recession. He's, the risks are there. Yes, they're rising. But the 10-year the, the uh, the cur yield curve is so positive that it tells us a recession is unlikely. That means this is a reset. It's an inflationary reset that we can recover from, that we can get, give us another great buying opportunity, and that we can go into the midterms, have Republicans win, and we can soar. Because structurally speaking, 
all the components are still in place to have a great bull market long term. Resets tend to do that. They give you the, your next great buying opportunity. And that's how the smart money looks at this. You know, you're looking, if you, if you love a company and its price drops by 20, 30, 50%, whatever it is, why wouldn't you love it more there? You would, of course, because you're a long-term investor in quality companies. Good growth stocks, good management teams, good products that are needed, and uh, you know, uh, healthy, healthy balance sheets. And those are the companies we try to invest in here. We do invest in here, but they, you know, they again, they go through, they go through a lot of drama on the way down. You know, is the escalator, is elevator up, escalator down? I think it's it's more like parachute down. Um, the technical guy at, at Evercore, Rich Ross, who's a CMT, who has nailed this bear market better than anyone. He's he called it. He, about a month, month and a half before we turned negative here, we turned bearish, a month and a half before he did, maybe a month before, and said we're headed into bear market. He nailed it, just nailed it. What's he saying now? His best case is 3,800, right? So that's 4% lower from here. That's his best case. Again, that would get us to, what, 22% down. His worst case is 3,400. That's another 15% lower from here. That's his worst case. All right. But we're so oversold now. We really are. We're so oversold. There's been a lot of focused selling. You've probably read about this. A lot of focused selling coming out of Japan from uh, SoftBank. You know, like Kathy Wood's Ark, you know, they've just been destroyed in, in tech names. Didn't sell. Now they are. Now they're just being forced to get out. I'm sure it's tied, tied somehow to collateralized uh, 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 debt they have, probably more, uh, simple story, margin loans, okay? Because at some level, they all do it, even to a small degree. And the dollar's been so strong, it's, again, when, you have, when the dollar's this strong, it's always a problem. You don't, you, you, rarely, if ever, do you see a great economic setup when the dollar is surging. And the dollar's back to, like, the highest level since 2000. We got a lot of a lot of problems here, and I've said it before. I'll say it one more time. This is the most risk-filled market that I've been in in my career. So many things could go horribly wrong, you know, true blowups, black swans. But I like the fact that now people are starting to talk this way because you need you need the panic, the blood in the streets moment to get a real bottom, okay? Because most bad things we worry about never come to pass. That's just the reality of it. That's why I say it's you know why worry about anything. The, the old, the, the line is, the research goes like this. 90% of the things that we worry about never happen. Of the 10% that do, 90% of those are less bad than we imagined they would be. So why worry about any of it? Because the worst case almost never happens. And I think with that mindset, you know, we, we always want to look for great companies to buy. Have some hedges on, you know, think long term. But we are clearly in a, in, a, in a brutal bear market right now. But I still think it's going to end soon. Because everything happens faster now than it used to, doesn't it? Everything happens faster now. Let's get this over with. Let's get, let's get it over with. Okay, uh, what else? The internals today. These were not horrible. I mean, they're obviously negative across the board. But we've had worse readings a lot recently. So we had today um, NYSE, advanced decline. Just just barely two to one, just over two to one negative. No problem. 
NASDAQ, almost 4 to 1 negative. Still better. It was 8 to 1 the other day. Volume, again, much better. Today, volume, NYSE, was 60, 65% down volume. NASDAQ was 81%. Remember, we just had two out of three days with down volume of 94%. So, again, this is, this is improvement. As far as new 52 highs lows, uh, quick math here, 2,300 stocks hitting new 52-week lows to just 29 hitting new What What are those 29 companies? They must all be uh, uh, ETFs. You know, the ETFs, that the profit is the market. Inverse ETFs, they must all be inverse ETFs. But again, I like the fact that the VIX was down today. I like the fact that the 10-year yield went, went down today in the face of this inflationary news. Uh, it might sound like I'm stretching and reaching, but again, I wouldn't be telling you this over and over again if I didn't think we were going to have a, a good... All it takes is a spark to get a good bear market rally. And if there's forced selling out of Japan and, and the U.S. and Europe, hedge funds that, again, blow up the system, right? If this wasn't happening, this would not, this would not be this disorderly. You know, we would not be having these losses today. All right, uh, in our uh, sector watch today, um, eight, eight higher, three lower. Excuse me, eight, eight lower, three higher, uh, led to the downside by uh, consumer discretionary down uh, 3.5%, technology down 3.3%. Uh, to the upside, uh, energy up 1.3%, big move higher in oil today. Utilities also slightly higher, as were materials. Again, gold and silver kind of did their thing today. They did what you're supposed to do. You know, silver was up uh, almost 2%. Gold today had sharp gains early, still end up like $8. Uh, let's go over that now. Um, Quick refresh here. Commodity watch. Gold today up uh, eleven dollars an ounce at eighteen fifty one. This is what this is what gold and silver are supposed to do, right? They're supposed to give you the the hedge. Uh, they're supposed to be a, a, a flight to safety trade. Uh, they haven't really done that. Although, again, Bitcoin's down what sixty percent now, roughly. Who's highs six months ago? Gold is up, so it's it it has served its role as a uh, you know, store value. Silver, again, a nice gain today. I have 10 cents an ounce. I think it's about 1.8%. Uh, looking at uh, 2153 gold, 1851. Copper also, which has been destroyed. Again, all of these, uh, again, everything's a liquidity crisis now. We can't have a normal bear market. We can't have a normal correction. Everything has turned into a liquidity crisis because of the Federal Reserve and their role in taking over the global economy. It's all on them now. It's either QE or bust. QT, quantitative tightening, what are you smoking? That can't happen. That's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Copper, four twenty a pound. Again, we love these stories. You know, there's still great investment stories. I think there's, it's more important in this environment, it's more important than ever that you own physical gold and silver. And you might go, well, Kip, you've been saying this for how long now? And guess what? Gold and silver have done nothing but go up. I mean, I've owned them since 300 in gold and since about $5 an ounce in silver. And again, it hasn't filled its promise, but still, it's, 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 it's served his role as a true inflation hedge. At least to some degree. Of course, it's manipulated, so. Okay, um, what else today? All right, we'll wrap with the oil and, uh, and Bitcoin. 
Uh, again, oil today, nice move higher, uh, $5.8 uh, uh, a barrel today, 105.60. Again, the fundamentals of the story, fantastic. Technicals look, look fantastic. Gas is also a big today. Uh, uh, Bitcoin, again, 29136 on uh, just It's a bear market, you know, and, and now you're getting capitulation. And now you're finally going to have people that go, you know what, I'm bearish. I, 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 I was bullish, I, now I'm bearish. And you just need more of that and hope that, you know, this market doesn't blow up in the process. All right, folks, that's it for the day. Always appreciate you listening, and uh, have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.